0: The shiny happy people documentary is shocking viewers around the world for its intense look into the fundamental Christian cult IBLP. Um, I've gotten so many messages from a bunch of y'all that have watched the documentary just can't believe how insane it is. But here's the craziest part about the shiny happy people documentary. It does not even begin to scratch the surface of just how dark and sinister this cult really was and and it's it's actually not the first documentary uh, that's been released about IBLP. There was actually an article uh, that appeared years ago in Chicago magazine, uh, called the cult next door that was turned into a 30 documentary, but it didn't get the kind of attention that shiny people, uh, shiny, happy people has on, uh, on prime video, uh, side note, I did want to mention, I, I, like I said, I've gotten a lot of messages from y'all, but my favorite message that I've gotten and Bryce, you are absolutely going to love this. Uh, my favorite message that I've gotten is about the cult leader, Bill Gothard. Uh, one of my buddies, who also happens to be one of my favorite stand-up comedians, actually sent me a, a message um, and said, <laughs> here we go. Ready? Why do they pronounce Bill's name Gothard when it's clearly got hard? Because <laughs> 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 Bill did. I mean, Bill got hard for, unfortunately, uh Women that were way too you young.
1: You know, um, I think Viagra <laughs> might be looking for a new spokesperson. We
0: <laughs> we'll just get it. Lean get old into Bill it. Gotthard in there. Lean He's into got it. it. Um, in part one, we uh, we talked about the beginnings of IBLP and how Bill Gothard really built his cult empire on the backs of fundamental Christians and uh, and homeschoolers. In this episode. We're gonna take a, a really close look and focus on the training centers uh, that Gothard established all over the world uh, with help from local governments, wealthy donors, and primarily a literal army of cult members. Um, so that's what, uh, that's what we'll be focused on this time. Uh, Josh, can you pull up the, the picture of Bill Gothard and Mike Huckabee, it's the, it's the next slide over. Um, I mean, this guy was so plugged in to local government. I think this is when Huckabee was still a governor uh, that he and Bill Gothard were close friends. Uh, he was also super close with David Green, the CEO of Hobby Lobby. That's where a lot of his donations came from. Um, and he built up these training centers, I mean, primarily here in the States, but, but really all over the world too. Oh, yeah. uh, Josh, go to the next slide. Uh, and this is gonna be a picture of the Indianapolis Training Center uh, this is actually a training center that I spent some time at that that we'll talk about. Uh, I think the, the the crown jewel though, was the training center here in Texas at Big Sandy. Josh, go to the next slide. Um, and this is where uh, they, they did their training for the Colts paramilitary. Uh, this is the Big Sandy training center. Uh, Bryce actually met one of the women that was featured in the shiny happy people documentary, Lindsay Williams. Uh, you had a pseudo relationship with her. You originally met her at a seminar and then later met her again at a training center, I believe. Josh, there's a, the next picture should be of, uh, of Lindsay Williams, if you can pull that up. Yeah, that's she her. She was a
1: friend. Okay. Choose a friend. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not not a Jeez.
0: not a romantic relationship.
1: I had just barely thought about courting her when she left. No.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Almost had a chance Bullet to get
0: Bullet uh, to get arranged marriage
1: so to close. Lindsay <laughs> to Lindsay Williams. I need to get some more goats uh, <laughs> together, but so, I didn't have
0: it. So you originally met her at, at a seminar, right?
1: Right. So we were both working so all of these uh, seminars that went on for a week, they had of course something called the Children's Institute so that you could right. leave your children and they wouldn't you know fall asleep or act out and of course they had all of us slave labor kids teaching the children keeping them mm-hmm. occupied so
0: doing songs songs not dancing cuz dancing and, is evil but uh, right now I wasn't
1: one of the leaders because they took one look at me and said mm, let's keep him <laughs> away from the children don't, you don't the you kids can pass out him. the glue. That's what I got to do is pass out the glue. Um, <laughs> He's like, who wants glue? Uh, what happened to all the glue? I, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> I no certainly idea. didn't eat it. <laughs> I didn't smell it. So, um, yeah, I, I worked with her a little bit during that week, and I remember distinctly she was, like, leaving, and I think she was literally, I think she was on her way to headquarters to you go know, work at headquarters to go work at headquarters which
0: she actually talked about during the shiny happy people documentary getting invited to go work at headquarters which was like the ultimate
1: absolutely that's promotion what you wanted
0: in the cult yeah 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 you wanted to go work at headquarters because that's where bill gothard was the majority of the time right uh, and you would get more one-on-one time with him uh, yeah. which this guy was basically a prophet I, everyone I, considered him like a holy man prophet
1: oh absolutely and i i think that unless you were under his eye and a female headquarters was a little bit more less restrained.
0: Okay. It was, it was a little more relaxed.
1: A little more relaxed because it wasn't, it wasn't a single big facility. Got it. It was, it did have one, you know, big office type thing, but then there were like houses Uh that people went to. Uh And so I think they had a little bit more freedom. So
0: they weren't all living on campus like a lot of the other training centers. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so they they got to have a little more, you know, fun.
0: And and headquarters was like just outside of Chicago, right?
1: Oh man, it is in the luxury part of Chicago. It is, it's, <laughs> of course, it's it like is. The, it's down the street from like McDonald's uh, headquarters and just multi million dollar homes. It's crazy. The property value. I, I remember the state had to take a chunk to build like an off ramp, and they had to pay them like twenty million dollars or something. I I could be off on that number by. A couple million here or there, but I, I know to it was pay millions. The cult, yeah, yeah, because wow. they had to do right of way. They needed to take some land for like a freeway thing. Well, I
0: mean, we talked about it last episode, but the cult was making in the early two thousands. It was reported the cult was making sixty million dollars a year off of all his activities. Of course, which is, I mean, that that's just mind boggling, dude.
1: It's yeah. Where where did that money go? Because it wasn't to feed us.
0: No, and it certainly it certainly never got redistributed to the cult victims. Uh, no, you know, um, okay. So you originally met her at one of these basic seminars, which as we stated, is is kind of the, the outreach program for the cult. Uh, and th- those were their most popular in like the 1970s and eighties when millions, I think the number was over 2 million people total attended all the basic seminars over the, the, the history of the seminars. Right. Uh, so you met Lindsay, uh, originally at that seminar. But then later ran into her again when you were living at a training center, right? Yes. Uh, Josh, hit hit the next picture because we gotta we gotta show Brandon again. His, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, his guest appearance on the documentary. There he is, right there in the middle, face partially obscured, pre-beard. Oh yeah, very well pre-beard. Well, and also pre-goatee.
1: No, yes. You <laughs> had to go. You had to bring up the goatee phase. <laughs> this baseball coach goatee. I've
2: noticed that uh, most men on here are clean-shaven. Was that a thing? Yes, that's a very requirement. Much so. Wow, mm-hmm.
0: okay. Yeah, very militaristic uh, in their rules. Yeah. Um, okay, so how many training centers did you work at total?
1: Um,
0: Three? Three?
1: Dallas, Oklahoma, Australia. Okay. For, for you know, longer than a couple of days stay or something, yeah.
0: Okay, so three total, but I, I think the the... The total number of facilities around the world was like over like 40 or 50, right?
1: Uh, I mean, that sounds high, but it's possible because there were like little, little ones. And then there were, you know, big ones. Yeah um i
0: mean as as everything is in right life, you of course know, little ones course. and big ones
1: um, yeah there was you know some of them were f- full-blown facilities yeah. that were old hotels and some of them were like oh these are log cabins we got land we're going to build more log cabins so well, we can yeah house more troubled youth
0: one, one of the log cabins is where you would go if you were just beyond hope essentially oh yeah yeah, uh, what was the name of that one? Do you remember
1: the log cabin
0: program? The log, the log cabin <laughs> program. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you would just go off into the woods.
1: You would get a and sign, be isolated
0: with a, a mentor.
1: A, a mentor, and, yeah. and and you know, then they would have you build the cabin that you lived in or something. Uh-huh. Very, that, very old school prison type situation. That
0: that was one of the uh, that was one of the punishments that I got threatened with actually. Yeah, uh, Josh, go so to the next slide. Build your
1: own log
2: cabin?
0: No, to go have to have to go spend months at this log cabin one-on-one with a mentor.
2: Isolation. Yeah. Who, who are these mentors? Uh, typically the, oh, they speaking, could be
1: younger than you, uh, but most sometimes. likely they were they were like 18, 19-year-olds uh-huh. that had been like just fully indoctrinated. They well, got through some sort of special training. Yeah, usually they
0: were graduates from the Alert or the Equip program, which yeah. we're going to get into a lot of those programs in episode three, which, uh, I mean, that so Alert was the paramilitary. Yeah, Josh, go to the next slide. There should be... Uh, this is a... Not all the training centers, uh, but some of the pr- uh, the prominent ones. So you've got Indianapolis, you've got Yara. That's the one that you were at, right? Uh, Bryce, the one in Australia. Yes. Uh, Eagle Mountain in Arkansas. The Riverfront Character Inn. For a while, that was kind of like their biggest and baddest facility. That used to be a Hyatt Regency mm-hmm. that was converted into one of the training centers.
1: Well, Oklahoma um, City uh, was the was a Holiday Inn. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, that's, and that's the one that you worked at and, and ran into Lindsay again, right?
1: Correct. I yeah. spent way... It felt like four years, but it was only two. You spent
0: two years at the Oklahoma City Training Center.
1: Yeah. Wow, dude. Two years. Yeah, that's time I'll never get back for sure. I mean, the, the best part of this whole thing is I do have friends all over the world. Yeah, you
0: really do. We, we have mm-hmm.
1: connections all over, we all... You know, when you suffer together, mm-hmm. it builds strong bonds. Um, the other thing I'll say about the Oklahoma City Training Center, a lot of directors at these facilities were tyrants. Yes. They, 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 they managed their own little clique, little cult, and then when uh-huh. Gothard showed up, they would fake it all. Right. Not Oklahoma City. Um, for everything that there was to be said bad about the Institute, the director of that facility never lived extravagantly mm. never played favorites as far as i could ever tell okay so kudos at least on that now he also thought you know fun was basically a sin you could walk in a circle in the parking lot for exercise so we really? we had like no very very little actual entertainment and or fun
0: so a dictator but a dictator whose heart was in the right place potentially
1: yeah and no not i don't know of any abuse either Oh, okay. Really? He just, he didn't, it was not in his nature. Okay. Um, it was a tight ship. Sure. But if there was any weird abuse happening, it did not come from him and he did not protect it. Okay. That I am aware.
0: of. So he wasn't enabling or condoning behavior. Correct. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So you were there for two years, just kind of like walk me through because I have my own experience at the training centers. Yeah. Um, but I think it's probably very different from your experience. experience. Well, yeah, a baby experience, but a very intense experience. It was, true. Yeah. So tell me about like what a day in your life looked like.
1: Well, I went from just going there and ministering, which had me uh, working in the kitchen. So I was one of the guys working in the kitchen. I did eventually get hired and I was in an office. And so you get up in the morning. Now, it was optional, but you could go down at 6 a.m. in the lobby. Uh-huh. and read your Bible with all the other guys. Oh, a little little Bible study? So optional, but noticed. Yeah, and highly
0: encouraged, I'm sure. Highly
1: encouraged. Yeah. So I'm not an early riser. I may have done that a few times and then was like, no. <laughs> um, so get up, eat breakfast, big community breakfast hall, you know, lunch hall, go up to the office, work in the office, go down for lunch, back to work, get off at five, dinner. As Soon as you're done with dinner, you immediately have chores. Okay. So now I have to mop the kitchen
0: that was one of the chores was mopping the kitchen well that was
1: my chore oh that was your chore okay it was assigned to mop the kitchen all right and then when that was done if there was evening activities they would there would be like maybe a 30 minute to an hour buffer okay so you finish your chores you go up and relax (laughs) before coming back down and i don't know singing or let's watch the basic seminar every year he had us do that
0: oh so you had to watch the basic seminar every single year Yes. Wow, dude. Okay, so you didn't have, you you had no downtime.
1: Were you allowed to go off campus at all? Only because my parents kind of insisted. So, like, my sister had a car, Uh and they're like, ah, we think that they should leave occasionally and just, you know, get away. Yeah. And so we would. Now, it's Oklahoma City in the 90s. Do you want to go to Walmart or the (laughs) mall?
0: (laughs) You can go to Brahms, dude. Brahms ice cream. Oh, legendary stuff. So, I mean, how often were, were you allowed to go off campus?
1: We would do it on a Saturday, maybe twice a month if we were lucky or once a month.
0: And the rest of the time, you're just in this converted holiday inn? Oh, yeah. Dude, okay. So, were there seminar uh, aside from the basic seminar, were there other, like, programs or conferences? or? Oh,
1: yeah. We held events all the time. And okay. We held the business events. There was, like, four times a year we had this big conference for CEOs. Okay. And that was a big deal. And that... You're, you're, you know, you're up till midnight or 1 a.m. doing stuff, vacuuming the carpet, you know. Oh, yeah. You got to keep that shiny red carpet yep. looking good. I was in charge of materials. So I was always making sure all the materials were out. It was Yeah. We were hosting things continually. Okay. okay. Um, and then there were several programs that had their headquarters out of that facility.
0: Okay. And, and one of those programs um, is the character first. Oh, program, yeah. yeah, and we'll be we'll be getting into that one when we talk more about the programs in episode three or part three, I should say. Um Okay, so you were busy pretty much all the time; they just didn't allow for a whole lot of um recreational
1: well, downtime. You know, if they had let me have downtime, I would have had ideas.
0: Mm, maybe go talk to a girl or something, right? Yeah, for sure. Because that was not allowed. No, well, right?
1: No, no, no. Not only if there were other people. And I don't mean in the same room. I mean like if there was two girls mm-hmm. together, then I might be able to say something to them in the lobby. Okay. But I would I would maybe at the most because these are people that sell every day. But I may wave to them in the hallway. I'm not gonna go down to the hallway and greet them on purpose.
0: Interesting. So there was never any kind of one on one conversation with a female for you.
1: Extremely rarely. Thankfully my sister was there and she worked you know, right there with me. And Uh I got to eat with my sister, which meant I got to eat with other girls of siblings of people. You know, we got to kind of be together, but sometimes, you know, troubled youth like yourself (laughs) might use that as an opportunity to sit at the table and sit with some girls. And that's, that can't, can't be doing that. Can't be doing that.
2: You you are known for trying to have sex with everybody.
0: Whoa, Josh. No, it's not true. Everybody that is is a really broad Yeah, that's a very no. general uh, f- statement
2: females your age
1: I didn't, oh, look well. i just wanted to talk to them and and that i couldn't do very well no i'm saying him he was uh, yeah. oh him yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: well i mean that the, the program that i was in yeah that that was that was very different from brandon's experience i mean so so you i you was couldn't...
1: running programs he was in them you yeah, see true. the difference yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. very
0: true so so the 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 life that you had especially at the oklahoma training center um. Still extremely rigid, right? You. I, I mean, obviously, there's there's no dating whatsoever. You could barely even talk to a female. So, uh, certainly no physical contact, right? Oh,
1: physical contact. Well, okay. High. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I mean, this is
1: this is too close. Yeah. Wow. Right. Right. If practically if, too. If close. I was a girl
0: yeah. sitting this close to you having this kind of conversation
1: this guy's not enough he's obviously we could pay him off so no. true
0: true yeah yeah we uh, could have been bribing producer josh because i'm not to let us cult. have this well no just in general you're just not yeah yeah uh, so it's just <laughs> wait <laughs> just no one talking about it. am i in the culture not right <laughs> now at this point you're not allowed josh oh, damn you're not allowed
1: you're not a um, member, but you're attending like this guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could be... Uh, it's like an like you're allowed to attend open meetings, essentially. Yeah. Like, Josh would be welcome at the seminar. Yeah. And, and if he was attending a program at the training center, he'd be allowed in. But other than that, I, I mean, they don't really allow outsiders in.
1: No, 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 no. You got to pay. You have
0: to be there for a reason, attending a conference, you know, whatever, right?
1: Yeah, the only time they let certain... Uh, things slide per se would be when people that were not part of the organization were there to attend something
0: right right like one of the conferences right uh the ceo conference that y'all had four times a year right
1: the ceos had an issue staying at our facility when they walked in and they were like where's the tv really sorry bro we don't have one but Wait, we're real near the bus stop. If you look out your window, you could see some funny stuff.
0: <laughs> There's some entertaining stuff. Did did the CEOs coming through? Well, look, actually, let me let me just ask you this: Did you know of any like weird stuff going on at the Oklahoma training?
1: Center? I did not. I I was in line like. You know, we talk about how people get broken. You know, you right. break their people. So, that right. ex- I was pre-broken when I got to the cult, mm-hmm. and I did not want to shame my family, and I did not want to be out of anybody's will, so I did what I was told. Mm. And nobody told me anything if there was anything going on. Now, Oklahoma City, I think there was a couple of people – or not people. There was a couple of things that may have happened, mm-hmm. but they – it. The gossip wasn't there. Nobody, Mm. it didn't get out.
0: They would just get removed immediately.
1: Well, I might see people removed or cycled, or they went up to that facility instead of being at this facility, and and nobody told me what was going on, and I'm like, okay, uh, all right. And this was, you know, Internet was barely a thing.
0: Now, one of the things that that you mentioned is that, uh, you know, when you met Lindsay Williams for the second time, it was at the Oklahoma Training Center. Yes. But she was coming there from headquarters.
1: That is how I recall. Okay, I I feel like I remember that she was there, and and I remember th- we were kind of confused. Why is she here? Well, yeah. Why isn't
0: she at headquarters? Why I mean, in the world would you come to Oklahoma when you've been at headquarters for the past however? Right. Many years?
1: And and usually if they did something like that, there would be some sort of excuse to come. Like, oh, she's going to help because the conference is uh, is two weeks away, and she's yeah. here to help with the. Uh, She's extra manpower or whatever. Housekeeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We're going to have her scrub 200 toilets. It'll be great. But I, I think, and,
0: and and I believe she she kind of alludes to it in in the documentary, is that she kind of fell out of the good graces. And that's why yeah. she got removed from headquarters and right. sent down to Oklahoma.
1: That's what I think was happening. I, get, you know, yeah. I didn't, it, I got that vibe, mm-hmm. and so I stayed away. Mm. So I wouldn't get in trouble. Well, I mean, not that you could have spent any
0: one-on-one time with her anyway. No, no. but you didn't even associate with her
1: oh, no. because
0: at that point it, you're you're basically treated. What well, the point that I'm trying to get across here is, you're you're treated like a pariah. If if you have messed up, or y- y- you know, not not even messed up, man. Like if you don't have the right attitude, potentially,
1: they didn't really assume positive intent. Correct. You know, like if you're a woman, you could tempt. A guy, you could sneeze and tempt a guy. And if you right. were a guy and you were paying any sort of extra attention in any way, shape, or form, especially unsupervised, then you were trying to, you know, defraud her, defraud or, or, her. or
0: lusting or whatever, right? Man,
1: I hate the word defraud
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so much. <laughs> what, what about, what about like dude on dude or chick on chick? Cause I'm sure there is. See,
0: okay, so that's a really good point, Josh, because I was, I was talking with with another comedian about this i guarantee you that there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on um without anyone ever knowing because you you could just say oh yeah we're gonna go and have a, a personal one-on-one bible study i'm gonna go build a log
2: cabin
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no i i need an accountability partner <laughs> Dad, there we go yeah will you join me for some accountability <laughs> yes this is my accountability buddy mm-hmm.
0: because I, I mean it, it, that that was one thing that was very encouraged of course uh was have your one-on-one accountability partner have your your prayer times and your Bible studies Help in the privacy each other of your room yeah
1: memorize scripture right?
0: yes oh that was the big one right that was a big part of the program that I was in but yeah I I think a lot of that was going on without anyone knowing about it um and that was probably the, the only thing that that could happen without anyone finding out
1: eh. I mean, I've heard a lot of crazy stories about other training centers. Really? It, it really, it, and that's where that whole, like the dictator with their cult comes into, because you could get away with stuff. Mm. If your family was somehow ain't good with the director, then it would be like her, her word versus his word, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. he can roam the halls at night when nobody else can. You right. Know, lights out at nine.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, and so I, th- that's kind of the same thing that that I heard about other uh, other training centers mm-hmm. is that you know there was there was hanky panky happening, shenanigans, uh, sh- yeah. Rampant shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yes.
1: Uh don't think I didn't I wanted shenanigans. I just oh, yeah. there were none to be had. He's passing my people out like, shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> just give them the yellow. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Little Here's little bit of this, maybe? Um I, that's way too, more than what I needed at the time, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he literally would just put his hand out like that and I'm be like, like, Can you put your finger in it? <laughs> hold my hand and say my name. <laughs>
0: that's
2: <laughs> creepier. It's very very creepy. When you were in Australia, were, were things
1: joking. any different in, in the Australia <laughs> oh, training center? Oh, dude, I, look, Australia was night and day. Really? Um, that was the last experience I had, and it was the best experience.
0: So so what was different about Australia from, from Oklahoma City?
1: Thousands of miles, sir. <laughs> Thousands of miles. Time zones. It So <sighs> Australia is interesting. Um when I arrived, the director was interesting, and I definitely got the play the political dictator vibe from that director. Okay. And he, man, he tried to do certain things. He So, like, I was there to work in a very specific department on a very specific thing, and this is mm-hmm. a much smaller facility. We're okay. not talking about 80 staff. We're talking right. about maybe 20. Okay. Okay and it was not a big giant building it was like a, it was like a corporate retreat is what it used to be so
0: yeah i mean josh pull up that picture again uh that yeah the the one that you're already on what um not, yeah not of the of the training there. centers there yeah so at the very top of this one you see the yara training center and that's exactly what it looks like oh, it, was, it looks like it was a beautiful. corporate retreat yeah
1: it was beautiful and so this this director one of the things that he did after i'd been there like maybe a month i could tell he was doing it to have either to curry, try to curry favor with me or to get, I don't know. But he was like, Brandon, you're going to be in charge of kitchen cleanup. And I was like, huh? (laughs) He didn't, he just announced it in front of everybody. He didn't ask. He didn't come to me beforehand. He was like, you worked in the kitchen. and said, you're going to be in charge of this. I'm like, uh, okay.
0: So you're managing kitchen cleanup. So now
1: I'm managing kitchen cleanup. So, and it just, I could immediately tell just because I had been watching this guy that he's doing that. So he can either get information from me about this department that I worked in, or give me some power, and I'm going to feel good and want to. I don't know. It was weird.
0: Uh huh. You just caught a vibe immediately.
1: Very much a vibe. Yeah. I he was a former intelligence officer. Really. In a a Middle Eastern country. Wow, dude, And, Um, and
0: that's one of the things about the cult, man, is how plugged in they were to to the government, to the military. It was it was scary, dude. Yeah. Like the amount of leverage that they had. Was insane. Um, Okay,
1: so his his wife said some things that I was like, that's socialist!" She's, I'm I'm serious. (laughs) Do they know she's saying this stuff? She, oh, and it was it was a very weird vibe. They left abruptly. So so a person was being sent over from headquarters um, to help with the training center. I don't remember Mm. exactly why. Now, and this happened literally right during 9/11. Um, really? And that guy got stuck in London for like four days. Um, and before he even put his foot on the soil, they were like, oh, we're retiring or whatever. And they left. Now, I'm not going to say this person's name. He's very well regarded from headquarters. Okay. And everything I know about him, he was always an upstanding person. He's a good guy. Good, but also insanely smart. Like he okay. was a negotiator. He was like purchasing, negotiating. Like he was like, "This is we're going to run a facility. Let's run a facility. Yeah, yeah. He showed up, best director I've ever had.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Now, was he more relaxed? Was he cooler? He was logical.
1: It's like, look, there's 20 of us. We all sit in one big table and sit wherever, and it's no big deal. And guess what? We didn't play footsie or nothing. You know, we got to just enjoy each other's company. Y'all weren't playing footsie? Oh, I would have been playing footsie immediately, <laughs> dude. That's why you're not at the table. Straight for the feet. Yeah, no, he would not have been at the table. <laughs> but, I mean, we had volleyball courts. We had racquetball courts. We had basketball court. and We would play Wait, like, every like night. Like guys and girls? Yes, he I would, think. I think. <laughs> pretty sure. On. Because I think as I recall, I mean, they're in skirts.
0: And that's one of the things to like, and, and we talked about it, some of the rules in the, in, in, in the first episode, like women always had to wear skirts and I'm not talking like, I'm not talking like calf length or knee length.
1: Okay. God length forbid. So nice. I mean, no, no these are yeah.
0: ankle length skirts mm-hmm. that they're playing physical sports in. And the, the hilarious part was, that most of the times they were wearing, like, tights or something under the skirts.
1: I think it gave them an edge, but yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they were wearing pants under the skirt so that if yeah. the skirt flew up, their modesty wasn't comfortable. Just wear
1: the pants, dude. And to, and to be clear, it's not like it's a cool environment. This is Australia. Yeah. So it was it was warm, and we're wearing oh, pants. Oh, it was swampy
0: down there is what you're saying. We're wearing
1: pants. Yeah. So, you know, everybody was in, not in the same boat, but yeah.
0: Yeah it's just, it's just so crazy to me like like how um fascist those rules were and they made no well, sense
1: you know they're they, they, it's opposite of what they were saying you're like oh this conference is called teaching we're, we're training young men to be leaders which is right. total nonsense they never trusted us an inch right no,
0: no and 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 quite honestly they couldn't because any even slight infraction was going to bring dishonor to the entire training center yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it didn't even have to be a serious offense, uh, <laughs> at, at least not in my, my experience. A
1: serious offense, other than in Oklahoma City, a serious offense was subjective.
0: That's true. Very, yeah, that's very, very true. Very,
1: very subjective. Who are you? Who do you know? Uh-huh. Who did you do what to and with and uh-huh. all of that?
0: I mean, so, so for someone like you or me, I, I mean, giving... Giving a female a side hug? No, no. That, I mean, no. that could be grounds for dismissal.
1: Absolutely.
0: You're you're going to have to go home now because you touched her, and that was clearly your lust. Mm-hmm. You have now stolen that side hug from her.
1: If I hadn't been so afraid of... What my mother would have done, I could have used that as a method to get out sooner. <laughs> okay, I gave her a side hug.
2: Boom! I'm out. Sorry, y'all. But what if you're under 18 and they can't like kick you out? Kick
0: you out because you're under your parents. Uh, no, your parents signed authority over. To to the cult. To the to the whatever training center. So that's actually a perfect segue, Josh.
2: Isn't that more Marxist than anything? I mean, if it's, they own your
0: children? dude, it's something. I don't even know what you would call it, but it's it's crazy. We were is what it is.
1: serving Bill Gothard, not God. Correct. That's
0: that, it. That, that's exactly what it was. That's it. Um, so you had this experience at at the training centers. Yes. And, and, and just to make sure everyone understands how widespread this was, I mean, you saw you saw the graphic of just a few of the training centers. These things were all over the country. And all over the world. Oh yeah. And, and and Bill Gothard would fly on a private jet from training center to training center, making appearances, giving speeches, I, conducting conferences, seminars.
1: I didn't even know about the private jet. Yeah. I had no. And I don't think he did that, either the whole time or maybe for very long because private jets are extremely expensive. But I don't even. I didn't even know that was something that he did. I knew that we had, so at Oklahoma City training center, sweets and sodas and things of that nature were. Not so much banned is highly discouraged. Like, yeah. I could buy it and take it to my room, but it was never provided. Right, right, right. And they didn't want you to flaunt it either mm-hmm. to the uh, troubled youth. Correct. Um, I used to use the window ledge as a refrigerator during the winter. <laughs> just put that sucker right up you there. Your, your Dr. Pepper sitting out there? Absolutely. Yeah, dude. In the case. Uh, um, and so when, but Mr. Gotthard has a sweet tooth. Yes, he does. And so he always has, like, a sweet at every facility.
0: Correct. He's got a stash.
1: Well, no, I mean, like, he had a nice room. It was usually two rooms.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Two rooms with a pass
1: through Mm -hmm. door or whatever. Yes. And then they would stock it with his presidential suite, as it were. Yeah. So I have a really great memory of, like, one time he'd left, and my sister was good friends. I was good friends with the head housekeeper, and we all went in there and we ate his snacks and played some games.
0: (laughs) Wait, what kind of games were you playing in there?
1: Not those kind of games. Oh, My no, okay. sister,
0: oh, right? Well, but her friend, uh, the head housekeeper. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Could have been some cool. No, games. Uh, it
1: was. It was a type of dice game, but not that s- dice game. Oh, Farkle. Yes, that. Oh, one. you were playing Farkle. Heck yeah, yeah. we were.
0: <laughs> of course What's you were. Dude. Oh, that is the most popular homeschool dice game. They love it. Bunko and Bunko and Farkle were like Dutch Blitz and
1: Spades. Dutch Blitz.
0: Dutch. I'd never played Dutch Blitz, I played Spades. so Spades? I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not wait. Hang on. It's a card game, Josh. Yeah. Just, okay. Yes, we played Spades. What did you think I was- I don't know, dude. I thought you were going to try to make some wild accusation about- By
1: the way, playing cards were evil. The playing cards themselves, the designs- Yeah, I remember
2: hearing something about that. No,
1: I I cannot recall-
2: The Suicide Jack and- Yeah, there's that. As to why
1: they were, but they were. So Uh certain card games like uh, Phase 10 and Skip Bow and stuff, which- had their own uno they didn't uno yeah, have was the, the devil
2: huh <laughs> did you say uno <laughs> was the devil
1: <laughs> no, no i, I think mean Uno was ac- actually okay we would, we would tell them that it meant that you just played by yourself what, no, what okay. was that
0: game where we all sat in a ser- mafia wasn't I, that I, like
1: i vaguely remember something yeah we look we figured out ways to entertain ourselves right occasionally yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i just re- i remember playing that was not at necessarily an uh, a, a cult conference that I went to but a homeschool conference and it was super popular there I'd never heard of it uh, but played that mafia game I, you all sat I in a circle and, heard, um so so you had these experiences at, at the the Dallas training Center the Oklahoma City training Center the, so the Australia again, training center. every
1: training center is an entirely different yeah subcategory there's Dallas, not a
0: standardized experience
1: absolutely not Dallas was okay I was very I was 15 okay. And it was during the summer, so they didn't have the Excel conference going on, so mm-hmm. the, the whole place wasn't packed with like 180 young girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, but during my time, they had a midwife conference. Oh, yeah. Now these are not the young girls; these are the older girls that are trying to get have uh, certification and to be a doula. Uh, right. Okay. So I had my 16th birthday with 40 midwives. Nice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: hilarious.
1: Beat that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and and that, that's huge um in in the cult community. Even in the homeschool community, to a degree, is home births. You don't go
1: to a hospital. I I don't know as much about that as you appear to know, but yes, well, it is yeah. a they that was encouraged, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, we you can't really trust authority.
0: It's correct. Unless it's unless it's cult authority and then you have right. to trust it implicitly. Of course. Uh blindly even. Um so my, my training experience or my, my training center experience was drastically different. Uh, and you and I have talked about this a little bit. There's, there's articles on the internet about the program that I went through, uh, life focus. Uh, and this and how was,
1: how is your life been focused? Yeah,
0: how focused has my life been? Well, um, so this, was, this happened at the Indianapolis training center, right? Uh, which was just outside of downtown Indianapolis. Um, it was amongst
1: amongst the Institute. It did not have a good rep.
0: No, no. That was where all the bad people went.
1: Do you remember what happened every morning?
0: Do you remember? There were speakers Mm -hmm. in every single room Yep, and they would play essentially propaganda through the speakers every single morning. It would
1: start with marches. Yes. Sousa marches.
0: Yes. Classical music.
1: Sure. Class- for, for those of you
0: who, who A, don't know. Aggressive yeah. classical music. So
1: one of the like they would have the uh, the cr- Christmas conference there where okay. people would come from all the other facilities and it was uh it was you know it was their only time that they kind of gave back to the staff, so to speak, you know, big dinners and oh, we rented out the ice skating rink and stuff like that. And the first thing most of us did as soon as we got there is first we broke out our multi-tool, the Gerber. Which oh, of was course, every big, homeschool boy has one. Big status symbol to have that Gerber on your hip. It doesn't yep. matter if you are in maintenance, <laughs> the kitchen, or an airport Dude, driver. Homeschoolers had, love a good holster for any Gerber. kind of gadget. Look, if you had the Gerber and the Black Walkie, that's like, you're you're above alert at that point. Oh, the, the yeah. Black
0: Walkie. You're the baddest so of the So the first
1: thing that we would do is break our Gerber out and take that speaker apart oh for real heck yes dude we would disconnect (laughs) that sucker and we would put it back together because they know whose room everybody was in yeah yeah so we would leave but we would reconnect it because we're like no we're not we don't have anything to do at 6 a.m we're we're guests and i'm assuming
0: you weren't getting your room tossed every day either like we were in the life focus program
1: not to my knowledge yeah right
0: yeah yeah so for the program that, that i was at life focus was essentially uh, rehabilitation for bad kids. Uh, well, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it was a very ineffective program, as a matter of fact. Turns out, uh, guys like me, uh, they, they just couldn't break my will. No. Uh, and that was a lot of the guys that came through this program, at least in the class that I was in. They had several classes. They,
1: they definitely needed more time
0: with you? Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the, unfortunately they did not. Well, fortunately, fortunately for me, they didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was actually sent away to this program, this rehabilitation program, uh, because I had, uh, I had gotten a girlfriend, uh, that I met at church. Um, and so my parents, and, and once again, I just want to say my parents and I have a phenomenal relationship. They were doing the best that they could. They didn't know any better at the time. Uh, but they made the decision that I was going to get sent to this life focus program in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, and so I show up at this thing, and I've I've blocked out a lot of the memories, like yeah. I don't have a very clear recollection blocked of the whole out thing
1: or flushed out.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit of column A, little yeah. column B. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So so I get to this training center and immediately realize that you know I'm in here with with actual criminals like there were guys that had been convicted of you know armed robbery grand theft auto breaking and entering I mean they were using it as a rehab program for delinquent youths in Indianapolis as well as delinquent <laughs> cult members so you're saying yeah. you're
1: saying you learned a lot
0: oh I learned so <laughs> much because I was actually a really good kid when I hit this program I was Ooh. 16 years old coming into this program I think 15 or 16 uh-huh. so so I get to this thing and um it, you know we 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 are sent to our rooms right and you know what the rooms look like but they were putting uh four guys in each room
1: picked Picture a seventies, 1970s, 1980s hotel room.
0: Yeah, or jail cell.
1: Real awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, these were not nice hotel rooms. Uh, they, they, were, they weren't nice dormitories. It was bunk beds, a dresser, and a bathroom. That's what you had. Ooh, bunk uh, beds. Yeah, yeah. we were doing bunk beds. Yeah, so much sweet. room
1: for activities.
0: Pretty suite. yeah. <laughs> Except there were two sets of bunk beds in each room. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, basically what they had us do was just manual labor. Mm-hmm. all day every day uh, the first project that i remember working on it was this barn that we went in and essentially uh w- well we 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 stripped it to the studs mm-hmm. and then we were re-sheetrocking it just you know essentially remodeling this giant barn
1: i was it one of their properties yes okay cuz there yeah. was that like other secondary property uh-huh. in indianapolis yes. that was a farm mm-hmm. where we stored the orphans
0: yes that's right dude i forgot that that's what this place was yeah it orphans was like an orphanage storage
1: yeah yeah so
0: so that Whoa, was what? that was the yeah <laughs> that was the first project that we had dude i'm I'm telling you the extent of what this cult did is is almost mind-blowing but they had an orphanage in indianapolis orphanage storage sounds like child
1: trafficking it, no i don't, it's not that i, I mean i don't that. know where the orphans i would say eventually it was, went i would say it was tax breaks maybe that's probably true. But they also had an orphanage in Moscow.
0: Yeah. Moscow, well, that's Russia. They,
1: that's where we came from. We imported our orphans.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we were bringing
0: <laughs> Russian orphans from Moscow it could to Indianapolis. Been, it could
1: have been a really long-term plan to, like, just have available mail-order brides just on—who knows? Oh, that's, that's an interesting concept. I'm, I'm going to make a 90s reference yet. The Institute is like an ogre, which is like an onion, and there's just layers. <laughs>
0: And so, on the
2: inside layers, they deal children. Yeah, <laughs> they are trafficking kids.
0: Um, yeah, so allegedly, that was, that was gonna... the first project that that I remember working on. I'm helping you out. Uh, Just say uh, the yeah, word yeah. Allegedly. allegedly every time. Allegedly. allegedly,
2: he told me that allegedly.
0: <laughs> so, so that was the first project. You know, we did we did a lot of street cleanup too in downtown Indianapolis. I remember picking up needles um, in like these back alleys. And once again, we're working with like real criminals.
1: Yeah, but you were wearing, you know, jeans and a work. Oh no, wait. It was khakis, khakis and a blue dress
0: shirt. Yes, and a blue polo.
1: Yeah. All yeah. you needed was like a wiping rag and you'd be a waiter in an You look like
0: the lamest gang of all time.
1: And everybody thought you were Mormon.
0: Yes, that's
1: true too. What well, temple are you guys? I don't
0: from? know if they thought we were Mormon. They definitely knew we were part of some weird religious thing. For yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um so it was just manual labor from sunup to sundown. Um, I remember going to a lot of the dinners, and yet we all had to sit as a group. We weren't supposed to talk to other women. We weren't even supposed to look at other women. Like, don't even think about looking at them.
1: Look, we turned the magazines around at, at in grocery stores. Yeah, so we well, were. Our even... mothers did.
0: Yeah, it was true. Uh, I was not allowed to go off campus. No uh, right right oh oh you're you're talking about at home. I just remembered
1: yeah, yeah. an interesting little little story about how we were we were, I went out ministering in the neighborhood in Indianapolis when I was there for the young men's conference. Okay, like maybe twice right. Uh huh. Um, I didn't want to get my hands dirty. It's fine. <laughs> so I remember this dude was saying how they were helping this old man's uh, cleaning up his yard and stuff like yeah. that, and he invited them down to the cellar and gave them some cider, and he was like, uh, "I don't know about that cider." and We're like. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we're all gonna be wasted. <laughs> Have you seen Family Guy? <laughs> so uh, you guys watch
0: your <laughs> Exactly. no hey, arms. Uh, <laughs> 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 you want a wrestle? I got glue sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Great callback. Great callback. Oh um, so yeah, uh, you know, it was primarily <laughs> manual labor, and it, you know, honestly, that wasn't even that bad. The, the, the labor side of it uh, wasn't awful. I mean, it was, it was intense, you know, but it was more so the brainwashing that we experienced every single day. I mean, so, so our group leaders in Life Focus, they would essentially just reinforce how problematic we were all the time and that we really needed to uh, deal with our pride. We needed to submit to our authorities. Um, we had to, to pray sing and memorize Bible verses. That was our recreational time was you will pray, you will sing and you will memorize Bible verses. We were supposed to memorize the entire book of James while we were in this program um so so it was psalm
1: 119 in oklahoma city
0: oh good for you you were in prison <laughs> that's what
2: people do in prison they yeah i mean manual labor and they read the bible yeah
1: that's yeah but they get cable tv bro yeah, yeah true and or movie so i've heard or yeah, so yeah, i've heard yeah, i mean the, okay so the big <laughs> and, and they get to play drop the soap we didn't have any of that
0: <laughs> someone might have been dropping soap. we don't know that we for don't sure. know allegedly yeah uh yeah so uh, i mean the big the big night out for for the guys in the program that that did well, uh, was they all got to go play basketball at a gymnasium. I didn't get to go. I was I was not allowed uh, no. because I I was not behaving. Um, you didn't but have tattoos. That was the the whole big thing, you know. Uh, so so it was the the psychological abuse. We'll call it what it is, right? Uh, but even even worse than that, um, if if you. If you really weren't doing what you were supposed to, or they thought you were problematic, or there was some sort of infraction, uh, they would send you to solitary confinement, uh, and that that is the thing that that almost broke me. Um, and I was only I was in solitary confinement for a week, um, and, and, and basically all it is. And and, and Laura Smith, who I, I had a relationship with, Laura Smith uh, mentioned it in the in the Shiny Happy People documentary. It is it is a room. With a bed and a Bible, and that's it.
1: And that's what you had too.
0: That's it. Yep. Sheets? Uh, no. Pillow? Mm, yes, I had a pillow, I think. Uh, but they didn't. They didn't leave sheet. They didn't leave anything in the room that you could potentially use to try to escape. Of course. Right. Um,
1: little did they know you grew up on MacGyver.
0: Mm. <laughs> I'm going to kick out this window unit how, AC. How big is the room? Like this size? Uh, yeah. Oh. But, I mean, I would say about the size of this studio, including the bathroom. Okay. This, this, this studio with the bathroom.
1: Uh, this is bigger than my room in yeah. Oklahoma well, city. Well, I, I mean,
0: but like, if you like carve out a corner yeah. for, for the bathroom, I think that's about the same size.
1: Nah, it's smaller It's even smaller city. than that. Holiday Inn, sir. Oh Holiday yeah, true.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, I spent, I spent a week in there and I, I f- at the end of that week, I felt like I was going crazy, dude. Uh, because the only human contact that you had was when they delivered your meals yeah. and, and they wouldn't talk to you. That, that was not a socialization time. They would drop off your food and leave.
1: Well, you're very introverted. You probably loved it. No, you, <laughs> yeah. I can see you were probably climbing the walls.
0: I, I, at one point I had taken the mattress on my, off my bed and I was literally jumping on it, doing flips, like just going crazy in this room and, and and dude like a week like when you're in prison they'll put you in the hole for like 24 hours at a time but to, well unless a, a, unless you're just like really bad you right know? so i was in there for a week one of my buddies was in there for like three weeks Eesh. when he when he came out of there dude it like he he did not seem like the same person do you know uh, it when he it's was day or just, night no, I well, yeah, you you could tell just because sun was coming through okay, yeah, the uh, window, the window, but they had it boarded up. Oh. So you didn't really know, but I mean you could see like light coming in, like coming in through the cracks. Okay. And and I would look through the the AC unit too because I did bash out the AC unit. Um, but uh that 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 part of it, that solitary confinement, dude, uh was intense. Yeah. Like just being alone in a room with nothing but a Bible for days. on I mean, it felt like I was in there for a month and they wouldn't tell you what day it was or how long you'd been in there. Right. So I I just kind of lost track of time at some point. It was only like, like I said, a week doesn't seem like a long time, but after the first three days, it's just kind of like, who am I? Where am I? What is happening? And I know that that was like a psychological tool that they were trying to use to break me. And the whole reason that I that I got put in there in the first place uh, was because they they suspected that I was fraternizing uh, with some of the girls on campus. Had zero proof. They just suspected it. But were they right? They were right. I okay, mean, yeah, they were definitely right. Of course right. they were. Um, course. <laughs>
2: You're like it wasn't me. You're all hard <laughs> in your khakis. What? <laughs> <laughs> no!
0: <laughs> uh,
1: this is how I always. Am. <laughs> These are triple pleated. <laughs> but
2: uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's another thing. Your khakis, did they have to be pleated? They didn't have to. be. I don't be, think they had to be. Wow. And, and actually, it uh, is the '90s. That most was...
0: of us in the Life Focus program, we wore uh, BDUs. That was like kind of the endorsed pants, the the, the military style with the cargo pockets or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean they they, they were right about but they, but they had no proof, dude. But that was essentially there was a buildup of things. The other thing that they did while I was in this program, they would confiscate your mail. So we were told that we could get letters and phone calls. I don't remember. I think I had maybe like one or two phone calls while I was there for like, I guess that six week period or seven week period, whatever it was. Um, They confiscated my mail though, for sure.
1: So you just reminded me, one of the things that happened in Australia to that strange uh, uh, director. Yeah he definitely was reading people's emails. Oh yeah, for sure. They, well, they had these like three public computers where Uh you could, it was just set up in a way where you could email your family. Yeah. And he was definitely, they, they were reading people's Mm -hmm. emails. They knew it for a fact. Oh
0: yeah. So, so while, while I was in this program, so remember I got sent to this program after my parents discovered that I had a girlfriend, right? I had told my girlfriend, Hey, this is where I'm going. I'm being sent away to this place. This is how you can contact me. But they would screen everything that was coming in. So years later, I found out, and I mean, this is probably four or five years later, I found out that she had sent me letters like every day Mm. and they had confiscated every single one of them, sent them to my parents so that they could see what she was writing me. And I just never knew.
1: Wow. Yeah, dude uh you, you missed out on those teen spirit sm- spirit smelling letters <laughs>
0: yeah she was probably spraying it with perfume she was probably right. putting pictures of herself in there exactly never Pomeroids, got it. never got any of it dude and, and y- you know i um while i was in that program uh y- you know I, I i got in trouble i got i got sent to this prayer room i actually got injured fighting with some of the other guys uh broke my foot pretty I, badly
1: i 100 percent believe that yeah
0: yeah i wasn't uh,
1: there as we know I'm your yeah,
0: yeah, yeah you you're the guy that diffuses all the situations exactly um but yeah so um you know ultimately you know after the prayer room situation after the injury um, uh, i did have a a personal meeting with bill gothard oh at the indianapolis training I Center, i never yeah. got that yeah. i wasn't cute enough or bad <laughs> enough and that was always the coveted thing is one-on-one face time with bill gothard and they even had a program, like some sort of mentorship program where the biggest like like the biggest draw of that program was that you would have a one-on-one meeting with Bill Gothard.
1: Did they make you fast on Sundays? I don't remember. That was a thing. Probably. No no breakfast and and generally no lunch. Served. I
0: I don't remember for sure. Um they later denied all the stuff about the prayer room.
1: Oh, really? mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Yeah, because there was a big incident uh, where someone tried to um, unalive themselves. Ah, mm-hmm. that's why there's no sheets. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, someone tried to unalive themselves at the Indianapolis Training Center in a life focus program after mine, uh, found them on the roof with cuts. hmm. Ooh. Yep. Uh, and they denied everything. Well, we never locked them in these rooms. That's just that's, that's ridiculous. That never happened. They absolutely did, dude. And another one of my buddies who got sent to the prayer room. He actually, this is insane, dude. So he got sent away, um, and and then we just never really saw him again. I was like, oh, where'd where'd Josh go? Well, it turns out. Just, yeah, to, yeah, just producer, Josh, not, not just to be Josh. clear
1: by saying Josh, he's narrowed it down to. 4,000 people, <laughs> yeah, everyone's name was Josh. now. If you said Matthew, it'd be maybe 6,000 yeah, people,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, ev- everyone had biblical names, and if you didn't have a biblical name, you got renamed. Um, no, biblical name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so Josh had been sent to the prayer room. I don't know how long he'd been in there, but he like made this great escape from the prayer room, and the way that he did it was in the prayer room, they still had the speakers. So that you could get your morning meditations and everything, right? Sure. He busted out the speaker to so he could go through the wall into the next room and then escape the door. Yep.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I don't remember the speaker being that big.
0: No, but it was attached to drywall, so he just knocked a hole okay, through it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. You do so you bro? He he breaks into the next room, the adjoining room and then escapes out that door, right? Nice. He rigged up the 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 door handle on his door with a... Uh, wires from the lamp that was in the room the only light source that we had in the room rigged the door handle up with these wires so that if anyone tried to open the door from the outside it would chop them him. nice this yeah. guy really did watch MacGyver. I, I mean dude it was it was crazy like like kind of hearing like all the stuff that he had done play right? the
1: mission impossible music <laughs> right now. that's what <laughs> well, i'm
0: hearing no because his booby trap did not work oh yeah yeah it didn't work he was homeschooled. That's, I mean, that's yeah. the best place to learn about that this kind of stuff, true. though. He this had some true. paint buckets so, up here, home alone style. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? <laughs> so he busts out of the adjoining room uh, and and essentially just ran away. Mm-hmm. Uh Apparently, they caught him in downtown Indianapolis rollerblading uh, towards one of the train stations. How did he get
1: rollerblades? I
0: don't know, Where dude. Did- I think. So I had brought some stuff with me that was essentially contraband, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they just took it from me. I guess he for somehow got to keep his rollerblades in his room, and he snatched his rollerblades out of the room before he left, and that's where they caught him in downtown trying to get to the, the train station, uh,
1: let's, apparently. Let's make this movie. I know,
0: right? <laughs> great, dude. Absolutely great. I want to see it. That one, I mean, I mean obviously the, the psychological abuse is, is not funny, but catching but think- a kid on the run—
1: in rollerblades, what does he do to that's him? the most, hilarious. That is the most '90s statement <laughs> ever. He yeah. busted out, and we caught him rollerblading. Uh, they they sent
0: him home. Okay, they they just sent him home. He or was like mission accomplished. They, they may have sent him. They may have sent him to to one of the other training centers, like that's where he was really locked down. I I don't know what happened to him. I, it, we never heard. from him ever
1: if you get sent to a log cabin program you're Mm -hmm. not rollerblading out of there no you're not and if you You, where are you going nowhere if you escape you're escaping into like 100 acres of forest yeah
0: yeah so 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 that was that was josh and then the guy like i said the guy after me uh or in a a program after me they they caught him trying to unalive himself um and, and 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 that was a fairly frequent occurrence from what i understand in the life the life focus program it was just uh it, it was nuts dude it, it was it, it was insane
1: if they had put me in a prayer room isolation i that would have broken me for sure
0: oh dude it was I, like i've i've never been through anything like that and, and it's it's hard to describe on a podcast right oh yeah and and it's it's especially hard to describe to someone who's never been through something like this yeah um but but it was intense and, and the entire program was was extremely intense but i i ended up having that one-on-one meeting with Bill Gothard, um, Mr. G. Yeah, Mr. Excuse me, Mr. Gothard, right as as we all called him, um, and and he essentially was just trying to get me to confess.
1: Oh yeah, he right? loved for you to confess to him.
0: He wanted me to tell him all the sinful thoughts had, I had had. i already wearing pants when he. <laughs> <had> any, <laughs> any of the sinful things I'd done um you know essentially accused me of defrauding some of the young women he
1: needed to at load the training his bank. center
0: yeah he needed that spank bank loaded up baby yeah fresh material um, but I, I i mean i i didn't i, I didn't cave i i, I you Good. know and, and ultimately you know i was supposed to i was supposed to be there for the life focus program and then they also wanted me to stay for i think a total of like six months or something like this right um but it was actually bill gothard who said now he needs he needs to go home he just, we just need to get him out of here.
1: He didn't give me any details of the thoughts he was thinking. I've, I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing from this guy. We're, it's wasted. Yeah. it's just costing no, us time.
2: It was because you were trying to steal his girls, is what it was. That's, oh, that, that's, that's it, it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, yeah. I was,
0: yeah. I was, I was pulling from his supply. Yeah, he didn't like it, dude. You were drinking his it's Dr. Like... Peppers. I was smashing his. Girl <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah so i i mean he i i do know that he suggested to my parents that that i go to like the log uh log cabin program and my parents were like no we're not going to do that because i kind of explained to them some of the stuff that had happened strategically left out you know my part in it obviously um but i i think my parents were kind of shocked uh because they paid a lot of money to send me this program, too. This was not a free program. <laughs> Never is. They paid thousands of dollars for me to go to this rehab. And uh, I ended up with a broken foot and severe psychological trauma.
1: Oh, and yeah. how's that going for you? I mean, the... The, the, the foot I, is healed. Just I say the foot's healed.
0: I deprogrammed myself pretty quickly after I got out of the cult with uh, uh, illegal substances. And then I'm you had go to go to rehab again. <laughs> you know what i never went to rehab again oh wow and that was one of the reasons that experience was one of the reasons i was like i'm not going to rehab i'll just stop i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna call i'm gonna white knuckle this until i've got it um i know that i know we're getting uh, we're, we're running out of time for for this episode uh bryce but um there, there's still so much more that we have to talk about um related to
1: this cult yeah man it's um I, we're just sharing our experiences obviously very different. Yeah. But the other flip side is that we're guys. Yes. And the the ladies had their own different experiences, <clears throat> their own different pressures yeah. you know, put on them by the mothers that were running around the training center. The mother
0: and and the men, especially the leadership, yeah. in the cult. I, I mean, the scrutiny and pressure that they was uh, they were under. I mean, it's it's just it's insane, dude. It's it's absolutely insane. Um, so, so on the next episode, you know, we talked a little bit about Lindsay Williams, who was who was featured in in the documentary. Uh, I've mentioned Laura Smith a couple of times, who was also in the documentary and the personal relationship that I had with her. I'm going to talk about uh, about that a little bit in the next episode, and we're going to dive a little deeper into some of the programs uh, that Gothard developed, uh, his ties to local government, uh, including. A program that Bryce had a very integral part in launching
1: uh.
0: all over the country, dude. So and, and of course, the paramilitary uh, that, that Gothard kind of built. Yeah. Um, so so there's just a lot more. And, and we'll be talking about that in part three of how to survive the shiny, happy people cult.
1: (laughs) Part three of 968. And we're
0: going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go to therapy now. um, Because, yeah, uh, this has been extremely fun, but also uh, extremely traumatic. Uh, But thank you all for watching. We'll be back with, uh, with part three next week.